2: Right, let's have a look at the score. What was the score? Right. Oh, you can You're listening to After Law, Broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Except no sound
3: Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Acton Millwall, number one Millwall podcast. As you can probably tell from my downbeat tones, this is being recorded in the immediate aftermath of a dreary as Dishwater loss up there at Blackpool this afternoon, Bloomfield Road. Joining me to kick over the traces and a man who had the misfortune to watch the same stream that I was watching, Mr. Graham Payne. Welcome to the show, Graham.
4: Well, uh, cheers, Nick. Thanks for having me on.
3: <laughs> you, <laughs> well, you could you could mean not. it. So, <laughs> 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 you could to sound like you mean it.
4: Yeah,
3: uh, yeah. Well, Graham, what a what a dreary dreary performance that was. Um, I'm going to try and put out the case for the defence before we get too deeply into the case for the prosecution. Um, okay. In injury crisis, we've lost two of our better. Arguably, uh, yeah, two of our better forward players in uh, Tom Bradshaw and Shea Ojo. Um, Other players are out, you know, through the squad. Um, The pitch was the same for both sides, but it was a poor looking pitch. It was a cold January afternoon, a long way away from home in Blackpool. Um, Although 942 made the journey up there. I think I'm out of cases for the defence at that point. I can't think of any other reason that can excuse one of the poorest Mill performances in some time, I think, in the circumstances. Do you agree with that? Is that being harsh, Graham, or is it, am, I, am I overcooking it a little bit? We are recording straight after the game, which is always what I say I wouldn't do, but it was no, just I, so, I, so boring.
4: I totally agree with you, Nick. Now, I messaged you before the game, And I just said, the side he's picked, you know exactly what's going to happen. You know, there was, why didn't he start with Tyler Bury? Why didn't he start with this Oliver Burke? You know, he's, it's been said before, but he is a reactive manager. As soon as we go a goal down, the two of them came straight on. Now, you know, why not start them? I mean, every time Tyler Bury got the ball, he looked like he was going to do something. Twice he nearly set up, once he nearly scored. And the second time he got through, and the the keeper came out and smothered it. But you know, I just you're looking at a midfield of Billy Mitchell, Kieftonbeld, and Evans. What are they going to create? And as as the game started, all we were doing was just lumping it up the field. And Bennett, 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 and Bennett are not the type of players that want balls lumped up in the air to them. Are they? Come on.
3: No, they're not. I mean, we've just we've just let the the player, the one player we had that could handle that, which should be Matt Smith. We just let him go to Salford. and I, you know, we'll come back to that later on in our, our conversation. Um, but I agree. I mean, three are they holding midfielders? Is Billy Mitchell a yeah, holding midfielder? At well, the say... moment, is he doesn't. You know,
4: he's not. Um, he's not someone who's going to create. I don't think at times Billy. He, at times he's had a couple of runs, but. He's not some, you know. He's not a what our class is a creative midfield player.
3: No, and... I agree. I agree. Um, and we are. I mean, I'm just looking at the first half. I mean, a lot of it was uneventful. To be absolutely yeah. honest, unremarkable. Um, I've written down here that were one or two chances for um, for Blackpool. I mean, Bart was called into action a few times in that first. We had a kind of a header down from a corner. From Hutchinson, I think it was around about midway through the first half. But apart from that, until near the end of the first half, I mean, my highlight, Graham, was, I, I just said this to you off air. I'm going to say it on here. My highlight of the first half was when my 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 stream threw me out. I think I got thrown out like I, like I was like I was in a, a bad nightclub in Blackpool. You know, and getting, I'm getting slung out for, um you know inappropriate behaviour or something. And that was, and trying to get back in was the highlight of my first half. And I just about caught a late, late chance. um Murray Wallace, I think it was. Um, kind of Um Yeah, that was volley. the only,
4: it was like a turn in volley, wasn't it? And that, that to me was our, I think our only real chance. I'd say game that
3: game. was our only chance. Yeah. And that yeah. came from a, um, a, a, a cross. In. I think it was, a, I think it was Jake Cooper. It was a free mm. kick, not a corner. I thought it was a corner. It was a Jake Cooper header and, um Wallace was unlucky because you have to catch those and they either go in or they 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 go wide and that's that's what happened to him but it was a pretty tough watch that first half and it didn't get any better in the second I mean I I think again just to be counsel for the defense Graham I mean um it is January it is Blackpool and you're not going to get um Brazil 1970 up there are you you're in for a tough a tough ride but um we we, re, we just had no creativity whatsoever. We had no one no. that seemed to be able to string a pass together, um, which is which is shocking. I, I I don't really have an excuse for that. And I, you know, I, I can accept that Gary Row is is dealing with an injury crisis, but then that's that's what many other managers. Is he dealing with
4: an thought. injury crisis, though, Nick? There's only two players. There's, I know there are two attacking players, oh, or maybe Jed as well. But I mean, you know, the Jed thing. Wow. <laughs>
3: We don't yeah, know what the, that is. Yeah.
4: We don't know what it is. But the only real injuries and they're long term are Bradshaw and Ojo. But Yeah.
3: You know. Um I suppose you'd argue that um I mean longer term injuries, you've got Ryan Leonard out and um, Oh yeah, I forgot him, who, Yeah. Who's, who's the other one? There's there's another one that's there's out of action at the moment. Um Well
4: George Savile is a
3: Savile. Savile. Yeah. forgetting forgetting half our own squad. That's how that's how interesting a season it's been, listeners. So, yeah, I mean, is it an injury crisis? So, uh, of sorts. That's what managers get paid good money for. Graham, I mean, yeah, you know, that's, that is that is his role. Um, I, I think where I'm going to be critical, and I, I, I don't generally like recording straight after a game because you're left in a in a, in a kind of a trough of a sloth of um, feeling down after a performance like that. But I think we've got to say that the the approach from the very start was, in my opinion. Um, unnecessarily negative when you've got creative players sat on the bench. I mean, just looking at the substitutes bench this afternoon, um, discount Ben Thompson, but you've got the new guy, Ollie Burke, who I would have thought would have started. I don't know. I'd certainly give him an hour, I would have think.
4: Yeah, that's what I would have thought. You know, you started, and if he can't do the 90, then you'd bring him off. But You know, and, well, and I, you had Tyler.
3: He, Tyler Bury. Who, Tyler yeah. Bury impressed against Palace. And impressed yes, this afternoon, but when he did come in, I mean, there's a there's a boy that looks like he's got the skill, wants to attack, and has got the confidence in his own ability to get down that left. Side. I mean, we looked so much more dangerous as soon as Bury came into the game, but yeah. it was too late, too late, really. Um, Connor Mahoney, I mean, you know, it's desperate days at the Den when Connor Mahoney <laughs> seems to get on the bench. You know, I quite I like Connor Mahoney, Graham. I, yeah. li- I like him. He's I my do. kind of player. Just
4: he's just an enigma, though, is he? he never. He's, he's never, he's got, you can see he's got ability, but he's never really shown it apart. You know, obviously the wise crack that he only does it against Luton, but he's never really <laughs> done it on a consistent basis, has he? And I don't think he's had a real crack under Rowett anyway, because I don't think Rowett trusts him or, or rates him. I don't know, but he's never had a consistent run of games under Rowett.
3: I mean, you know, you can you can say that Conor Mahoney is, you know, his, his consistency, I suppose, would be the, the question mark. But I don't think you can really question his skill. It's just how no. how often he delivers that. And I think maybe that's that's the um, that's the rub for Gary Rowett, who is um, fundamentally, I think we, we we're seeing it so regularly now; it's becoming mind numbing. He's a he's a kind of a an, a work rate kind of manager. The downfall yeah. of English football in many respects, in my opinion, because we yeah. elevate effort over More skill. Over skill. Yeah. Um anyway, that there it is. We are in January. We are going to Blackpool. So I do accept that we're not going to see um you know the, the finest um the finest cuisine that football has to offer. But then you've got Tyler Bury, uh Hayden Muller, which is nice to see, um, and Zach Lovelace again. I mean <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe our squad is so thin now that you know Zach is is seen as part of the first team squad, and that's a good thing in some ways. He's only fifteen, though, know, and he's, he's you know he would have had a good experience in in previous games. I'm not sure unless there's really no one else that we're, we're able to field. I don't know what what the thinking is there. So we've got a, a creative bench with a fairly workman like starting eleven. Um, and God, if on you're sitting was... on that
4: bench though, like them players,
5: and
4: yeah. and you're looking at his starting eleven, you're going to think what. What is going on here? Because that, that, that team was set out nil-nil or nicker one-nil, when it? There yep. was no, yep. no... He wasn't going out to win the game. In, in no. a, you, know, in a, you know, I know that's his way, but oh, I don't know. It, it, it's getting, as you say, mind-numbingly bore, bore, boring beyond belief now, isn't it? I mean, you look at it and it, all... Take the commentary out. We've lost our last four... Um,
3: league games yeah that's worrying that is Peter worrying. Barra,
4: then yeah. um, Bristol uh forest last week and then today and
3: we're you know losing they... them in we're, we're not losing them by you know by taking the sword and and you know you, you win some you lose some the kind of end-to-end style of play we're oh. losing it in quite poor circumstances Graham I thought today's showing was, was 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 really really drab um and I'm just looking through my second half I mean the number of, of Red red, uh, red marks for, for Blackpool, as I've, I've got on my iPad. Quite a few chances. Um, yeah. You know, head of wide. Um, Bart having to do good work, as he always does. And then the goal, which um, was a crossing from the left, if I recall rightly, falling to uh, Lowry, who was a bit of a thorn in our side all afternoon. But again, you know, for a defensive side, we aren't very good in defence, are we? Well,
4: that's the thing. That was always our thing under it was the clean sheets. This season they've totally disappeared. I mean, how I many? We've had very few clean sheets,
3: and yeah, and we, you know, we look, so, we look so 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 haphazard yeah, in defence, which I find I find quite bewildering. If I'm going to be honest, um, he was forced into substitute. was forced into creative substitutions. Um, I think Harry said it a few times. You you said it earlier on in this conversation. Graham, reactive. Um, yeah, we. we we wait for the other side to, to get ahead, and then we're, we're chasing, aren't we? Um, he, he brings in Conor Mahoney, which surprised me because well, I, I, I like to say He was a bit late, play. Nick.
4: I think the first two was Bury and that, uh, Oliver Bird. Yep.
3: Yeah, 57. Mahoney came right.
4: on a bit later.
3: Yeah, uh, seven. I was shocked
4: yeah. when he brought him on.
3: <laughs> <What's>... <laughs> um I mean... Yes, right. Burke and Bury, I'm 57. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, listeners. Um, For Bennett. Um, Bennett's always, I think he'd done his hand in in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, He
4: He he tried, you know. Yeah, he always gives 100% Bennett. I can't fault Bennett. And even a phobie tried, you know, on his, you know, with the service, which was, there was no service really. It was non
3: existent service. Non existent. Um, what do you think of George Evans, Graham? I, 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 I can't see the attraction of him. Um, no, it, I don't get it. I've been on I him don't...
4: previously and said to you, Nick, it, on, this, on, the, on the pod, that he, to me he's not a midfield player and he's not a centre-half. He's just a so filling squad player. But I just, I don't know, he just he doesn't do anything, does he? And then when he goes no, in for a tackle, no. he's always late and he'll, he'll bring the bloke down. The same with him. I mean, I, I, I know some people seem to like him, but Kiefton build I mean, he's, hes I don't know, he just seems slow and late all the time. And he'll give away the free kick all the time, you know. I was surprised he stayed on, to be honest. but
3: Kiefton build is one of those players, and we, we, we've had him at, at Millwall in the past. Uh, I'm, I'm probably mm-hmm. thinking of Pat, Pat Van Den Hau going back a long while yeah. now. But they mistake hurting the other player for some kind of tough man, hard man act, yeah. you know, they think yeah. they're at the den. Yeah. And there's a certain stereotype that comes with that. And I, I, I wonder whether Kiefton Belks he he his aggression is whatever well, it's, it's aggression, what should we call it? I think it's just a, a slightly dirty style that doesn't really gain us anything. It's not like Muscat, where you knew that you're up against the, a man of a screw loose, but he had purpose. Yeah. This, this, Keefton Belt just seems slow and leaves his foot in for no, for yeah, no discernible that's what, yeah. benefit.
4: That's, that sums it up perfectly, Nick. Slow and leaves his foot in. That's it.
3: Yeah. But you, but you, no. then you're conceding free kicks often. Um,
4: yeah.
3: I, I mean, it's, it's always difficult, listeners, in the immediate aftermath of a game to give a really um, kind of cold assessment. But I, I just saw nothing today. That um until the arrival of Bury, um, mm. and then some of the runs he was making, and there's some nice moves towards the end. But we it, you always have the sense it was too little too late today, Graham and yeah. um you know, um nice, nice run late, um late in the game. Um beautiful run. I got here. 78 minutes, well saved. run run and shot, I think, on target from and Bury. Um, yeah. I mean, what, again, I mean, I know he's young and he's come back from Harlepool, but why is he not, why do we not have at least one creative player starting in that starting 11 well, that can at least hold the ball there, you know?
4: I I remember him coming on a few times last season. Uh, yeah. You know, and he, you know, he, when he gets the ball, he runs at them. You know, he's something, you know, he excites the crowd. He'll run at the person and he'll, lots of times, he beats them. But, yeah. uh, you know, today was an ideal start time to start him for me. I was disappointed even last week when um, Ojo got uh, injured at half-time. And, yeah. you know, and, uh, and he brought Ben Thompson on. When to me, that should have been the perfect opportunity to give Fury 45 minutes, you know? And,
3: yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh,
4: he, he, he talks about he wants to bring these youngsters in. But does he really? He doesn't, you know...
3: Well, he's... He, he's he, he... His heart doesn't seem in what I, I would call the creative side of the game, which um, <clears throat> I think he's, you know, we've said it already in this in this conversation, but he, he sets out to not lose, primarily not to lose a game. And, and then if you can nick a goal along the way, um, scuffle kind of shot in from close, header from the corner or something of that ilk. What he's not is he's, he's not naturally picking players like Bury, Mahoney, maybe, maybe not. Um, I thought the new boy, Burt, looked like he had pace to burn, maybe... He's
4: very, maybe yeah, I've read that he's very quick.
3: The only thing with him is I, I, I can't help but have a vision of um, Abu Fufana from a few years ago. I don't know if you remember him, he had pace to burn, but he never had the ball with him. He was, he was very quick down the wing, but he never never took the football with him. So, you know, I'm just wondering, what, well, maybe unfair to judge Burke too, too quickly, but at, at least, you know, he, he was showing some attacking intent um but i am increasingly and i don't i don't like to be um i'd never want this show listeners to be a kind of um on these shop shows where you get you get kind of um, you know people screaming for for changes in 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 management but i'm becoming less and less convinced of gary rowett and his football um tactical acumen uh, Graham I, I just yeah, I want to I, see some, I, I, totally I want to I I see some evidence do you know what I'm, do you know what I
4: mean you I mean you said that his thing is to set out not to lose Nicker 1-0 and that's when he first came in he was doing that but this season and even a lots parts of last season that's not happening anymore so if he if his number one go-to tactics not working anymore and you know you he, to me he can't set out a team to really go for it he just doesn't it doesn't appear to be in his t- uh, coaching manual? You know where does he go from here, Nick? You know I think we are reaching a point of, you know, and I, I know what you're saying, but something's got to give. I think, you know, I know we, we seem to be, you know, you know, as I say, four we lost four out of the last what league games taking that Coventry. but and there's a bit of a gap. But if we carry on losing, you know,
3: we we well, you can't keep losing. No, I agree. No. Um... And some tough fixtures ahead of us. We've got, yeah. we've got to go to Ful- yeah. Fulham, who seem to score school cricket scores at the moment, and um, we've got West, West Brom next week, yeah. which is not going to be an easy fixture by any stretch. The the, the thing that's occurring to me as we're talking, Graham, is I mean, there's, there's probably two schools of football management. Fundamentally, you those that want to defend their way to the top, and those that want to attack their way to the top. And I suppose yeah. if you if you look in the Premier League, you've got you know, really top-flight managers, and I don't mean to make extreme examples, but you've got someone like Klopp, who, for Liverpool, who attacks his way to the top. You know, there's Sometimes they'll get beat, more often than not, their players at their quality, at their level, will attack their way um, and win stuff. By by, and, and the same, really, with Manchester City, for example. Um, and then there's other players, uh, other managers, that try and put defence primaries. It, it's not so much in the top flight now, but um, I can see an argument why, with a a club like Millwall, where we, we're never gonna bring big resources to the table, are we? We're not we're not spending wow. with the um the top sides in the championship. So to some level, I I, I get why you want your defence to be tight and not if you don't concede a goal, you don't get beat. But we're not seeing that either. That's that's what bothers me. We we are not defensively yeah. tight. And that if we're not that, we're certainly not attacking um we're not, you know, we have no flair or or pizzazz going forwards. So we're getting the worst of both worlds there.
4: As I said, if that that's not working anymore, he's go to keep it tight, nick a goal, especially away from home. And you know we're getting to the stage where what something's got to give. You can't, as you say, you know, I don't want to repeat it, but we can't carry on the way we're going. Really,
3: no, we no, we can't. We can't keep losing games. Also, I want to see more. I'd love to see more. Plan and intent because the last manager that I can think of that threw attacker after attacker after attacker into the mix when we're getting beat is a certain West Country gentleman whose name yeah. begins with H and ends in Y. Um, <laughs> you know, because I mean, that's what he would do. And, um, you know, he got slaughtered for it in the end. Um, and then, you know, I can't remember, playing five forwards or something stupid, you know. Now, Today we've tried to defend our way for a, a tough away game, we've gold behind, and then suddenly we're getting players from from out of the um, out of the creaking under the floor balls, the dens floor balls. You've got Conor Mahoney coming like um, like his David Bowie and the hunger coming out from up, up in the roof downstairs, and <laughs> you've got um, you, you know you've got good good youngsters, but I mean it's reactive and too late in the day. And uh, it's I I I think I think the clock is starting to tick a little louder for me on Gary Rowett. Where do you stand with him? Are you um, are you are you one of the um, uh, the, the 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 kind of Rowett out uh, side of I've things? I've never
4: or been. I, I'm. A, I think I'm more in your camp. I've never been like, I'll say, like Harry, who's you know, he's been adamant. No, he's, 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 I mean, he's vehement.
3: He's yeah, yeah, vehement. Yeah, I agree. he, that. he wants
4: him out. Um, yeah, I. I, you know, was one of these. I think. Well, he's he's got he's he's a championship manager who's done yeah. fairly well, apart from maybe you know Stoke, Birmingham, and Derby did okay. But yeah. I don't know. You you know, I'm maybe turning. I must admit now it's 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 getting to a point where you know something has has got to change. I think
3: and. Well, the results you will know, take, take us that way, won't they? I mean, we're not getting yeah. results.
4: We're not getting results. But as you've said, you've said previously on this, but Millwall are not a sacking club, are they? You've you've really got to be, no, you know, uh, like, like the way how bad it got with under um, Holloway for them to sack yeah. someone, you know. No,
3: I mean it got it got very bad with Holloway, um, poisonous yeah. atmosphere. Um, famously, he wouldn't come out of his the dugout, would he? Because of the uh, no. You know, but I'm just looking at the table now, Graham, and that that loss this afternoon, has leaves us in 14th position. Still, what's that? 14 points ahead of Peterborough in the third relegation spot. Yeah. But suddenly, that that's that's the that's the talking point now. And you know, I don't. Yeah, really we're looking
4: think, we're looking down, right?
3: <laughs> we're looking down. I, I think anyone that's, I mean, yeah, to for balance in case because I will get emails of the people and say that you know you should be. Uh, trying to look positively, so Huddersfield are in sixth spot on forty-four, um, albeit played two games more than us, um, and we're we're 14th with 33. I just don't see at the moment, based on that that show this afternoon, I don't see how we're going to overturn that kind of deficit. And I think no. mid-table will we'll do well to to finish in mid-table this season, um, yeah. which. I also, you also have a slight sense um, before I le- let you go, Graham. There's a slight sense that we're starting again somehow, and I, I don't know how we've. It's like a reset well, That's, what he, that's yeah. what
4: he was saying in the press that you know he wants to change the no big target man, and he wants all quick young forwards. And but it get, then it, I, I, I don't know about you, Nick, but every time we go in for a player, all right, none of these players we've gone in for. I'll, be, I'll hold my hands up, apart from the kid at Derby because he scored a hat-trick against us. I have heard yeah. of none of them. This guy from Zane. Fi, fi, uh, from no, never Fire. never heard of him. I don't follow no, European no, no,
3: football, but, you no, know, but never no, heard of him. No, I'm not saying
4: they're no good, but I've never heard of him. But whenever we go in for a player, we never get. it's always the bids turned down. And you think, well, what are they going <laughs> in with? And Every time, Millwall's gone in, but the bids turned down. I mean, I don't <laughs> understand the Derby one at all because if they're in that much financial. Uh, position where they could go out of business. I can't say an administrator can turn down anything if someone's coming for one of their players. But
3: No, uh, I mean, I, I suppose know. they've they've got a duty to get the best value, I suppose, and maybe yeah. they think they can get more by knocking us back. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I, I know what you mean. I, I mean... Whenever whenever we go in for a, a transfer target, listeners, I'm always always feel like I should know more about football because I, I, I don't know who these people are. They play for clubs I actually haven't heard of. I, I like to yeah. think I know a little bit of football. I've not heard of Fortuna Sittard. I you know I haven't heard of them. I, I, I've had to look them up on Wikipedia. See what's what with them, <laughs> um, so I don't know. Um, the other thing that strikes me, um, you know, is is that um, the last manager, um, I'm going to, this is actually a quiz question for you, Graham, before I let you go. Go on. Um, there was a last manager that wanted to change our playing style and um, turn us, take us away from the traditional Millwall um, up and under. Can you remember him?
4: It's, well, I'm thinking Holloway, but you're going. To, what you going back? That's 30. it. That's it. That's it. He said, "Don't." He? <laughs> He's he, not. He was going, going ra- back ra- like you. Thinking, he, he was.
3: He g- Jago say something like that. It was Holloway, <laughs> wasn't it? Well, Jago said it in the seventies, but Holloway said it. He was going yeah. to reeducate us. So that was. I remember. Yeah, I, I remember standing a- in the um the exec lounge when he first arrived. I don't know what I was oh, doing yeah, in he the exec was going lounge, there,
4: didn't he? And- it yeah,
3: would do his um uh, is the only thing that row not doing at the moment uh apart from that it's getting very Holloway-esque. uh but holloway used to go into the um uh the exec lounge of people were uh, you know full bar so everyone's had a drink and announce his team <laughs> and his and his tactics and the, uh, the, the, i remember standing i think this is really you know I mean, we we're in the, the era of a mobile phone then maybe you know, smartphones
4: yeah, someone <laughs> to
3: this is how we're going to play this is our lineup this is i mean, he, he, i remember him calling for a little bit of quiet because he, he was like the manager so he's due respect and he, i remember him saying how he's, he's in, his intention was to re-educate mill fans i thought well in my good experience luck <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> my experience <laughs> of anything to do mill wall as, as soon as you mentioned the word re-education you <laughs> <laughs> no. It ain't you're, you're gonna go down a dark road, you know. So there it is. That's two that's two Holloway um, bells rung for for Gary Rowett. The only thing he's not doing is going in the exec lounge and telling us what he's gonna do. So, probably just as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, okay. It was, it's, it's nice to have a laugh, grab, So thank you for that, mate. Yeah, that's that's, ra- that's no raised problem, my spirits after a tough afternoon. Um, big thank you to Graham Payne joining me straight after the game. I really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for coming on the show.
4: No problem, Nick. Anytime.
0: Achtung, Mailball.
5: Hi, it's Angelo here. Uh, um, obviously really disappointed with today's result. Um, but the, re- the reason I've called in is... Um, just listened to Gary Rowett's uh, post-match interview, and uh, there was two things that he said that just like make me really worried that there, there is problems behind the scenes. He he mentioned about people not feeling comfortable around the training ground. I don't know if he was talking about the COVID situation or, or not, or, or uh, I, I wasn't sure how to read that. And then right at the end, it was like, you know, we need to establish who wants to be at the football club. So you know, we, him saying them two things, it just seems like there's. There's problems um, are arising in the in, in the background, you know. He's saying it shouldn't be Tyler Bury that comes on and shows all the fight and the spirit; it should be the others, you know. So um, it's big, big alarm bells for me for the first time that we've got an unsettled dressing room, which uh, which is a big, big concern. So um, watch this space, I'd imagine. But um, but yeah, four, four losses on the trot, very, very disappointing. Anyway. Come
1: on your lines, Mike Hayden here um, piss poor performance today up at Blackpool really, really disappointing, um, especially for the thousand that went up there excellent traveling support from Millwall today. Um, hopefully the night out in Blackpool is a lot more entertaining than that rubbish um. I mean, really negative setup. up I mean, we we tend to do this away from home. Um, sometimes, you know, if you can scrape a 1-0 win and play negatively, like we have done this season a couple of times, um, it doesn't seem so bad. But when that doesn't work, it is just a horrendous watch. Um, and it makes Rowett look a little bit silly. Um, you know, essentially... First half was was really drab. Um, nobody really kind of looked like scoring apart from Murray Wallace did have a good chance. He he just put wide where he could have probably scored. Um, but you know then we're sloppy at the back again and concede a poor goal. I thought Blackpool were by far the better team in the second half. Probably deserved to win by more than one. You know, and then Rowick just chucks on every forward player he's got and. It's it's just so aimless because you just chuck all the players on and hope something works and and it didn't. We barely created anything, um, which was just so disappointing. You're chasing the game and you barely have an attempt, which is 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 just dreadful, dreadful. The only good chance uh, was a really nice bit of play by Tyler Burry who cut inside, um, and uh, the goalkeeper was at full stretch to and put it out for, I think it went to a corner. But other than that, I mean, just so many misplaced passes. I mean, one, Benwick did a nice run running forward and, and just overhits it, just a simple pass to, I think it was McNamara. And you just you just look at that and go, <laughs> just just shocking play. I mean, these are professional footballers. You can't even pass the ball to each other. I mean, it's, it's just a nightmare. Um but yeah, really, really poor performance um, today. Um, you know, I thought we might go up there and win actually, but I don't know why I thought that, listeners. Um, but yeah, it's just um, gonna be like this for the rest of the season now. I think um, you know, pretty disappointing. Um, we're gonna finish twelfth, um, and yeah, you're probably hearing the sound of my voice. It's it's a bit dull, very dull. Anyway, on to the next one. Come on, you loans.
2: Hello Nick, Barry Mooney, I spoke to you a little while, but I'm just talking about last Saturday going to listen to your podcast with the lads I think our problem was once we lost the two lads injured we was in trouble because our midfield was useless second half I don't know how he fixed George Germ- uh, Evans in the, in the uh, middle of the park I don't know what he gives us I just don't know what he gives us and that's for young Ben Thompson I think, I'm sorry I'd love him to do well but he's just not got it mate and I think that's what done the second half we were so light. They knew that. They just played on it. I, I agree with you. I thought we should have taken the point. And what Scott Malone's doing at the end? Like you, I, need, I missed it a bit. I thought we got the throw in and they throw it down the line. But the next thing I see, the bloke running down the wing and they scored. And I thought, what the hell? Someone's, my grandson said to me that it was Scott Malone. He tried to get a quick throw in. he should have kept the point. That's all we deserve, actually. Get the point. And that's for a foe. He worked hard. But he's got to put his chances away. That was a clear-cut chance he had. Who knows, that could have won us the game. Anyway, I just thought that Ben Thompson and Evans, I'm sorry, they just opened up my boat those two. And I think that was our problem in the second half. And I agree with all the other lads. We didn't deserve to lose it again. But unfortunately, we still give these silly goals away at the end. All right, mate. Cheers. Nice talking to you. Bye, mate.
3: art there we are then dear listeners big thank you to everyone for leaving me voicemails sending me messages and and so forth really do appreciate it big thank you to Mike for sending his um, very well uh, laid out thoughts there um, I don't know about you dear listeners but I am left feeding very um, in unfamiliar territory for me as I said to Graham earlier on I'm not I don't run this show don't do this podcast to create shock um, or clicks for likes, all that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, we don't indulge in the the easy options of social media. I do, and am feeling increasingly unsettled by what I'm seeing with Gary Row at the moment at the Den. Um, whether that means it's time to go or not, I don't know. Um, I I think it's it's, it's the, the comparisons with Holloway are becoming quite hard to uh, ignore. And, you know, you have to be honest in this life. The the, the choice of tactics today, the the substitutions when they came, um, they start to give me echoes of of, of harder times. Um, just looking through some of the internet comment, as you can well imagine, it's not exactly flattering for, for Gary Rowett. I'm just looking here at Jack Clark, who posts on Twitter. That feels like a really low point. Not sure where Gary Rowett goes from here. Four losses on the trot, and that's a very good point. Graham made that early on in our conversation. And zero creativity, which I think was my major, major um, criticism of today. All against a team who weren't even that great themselves. Coming into the game, of course, I think um, Blackpool were 15th and we were 13th, albeit on 33 points each. Um, A a tough run of games coming there, says Jack. Can't see us picking up many points until February. That That is unsettling, I do agree. Um, The admirably named Black Friday Agreement, I love that name, the Black Friday Agreement, says the definition of insanity, listeners, is setting your team up to try and get a nil-nil draw every week when the defence has consistently leaked goals like a sieve all season. That apparently, I've got no reason to disbelieve it, is a quote direct from Albert Einstein himself. Um, Steve Evans, guest on the show not so long ago, I don't think I'm the only one who's fully transitioned to row it out this afternoon, says Steve. I know what you mean, Steve. Um, and I don't like to you know, say that um, too quickly or too easily. But I know where you're going with it, mate. And I'm finding it very, very hard to disagree with you. Um, Ed Castle, always one of my favourite posters, says... I think the worrying thing is the amount of apathy around the place. Apathy. Fans like myself... We once upon a time really, really care about results. I'm not asked about football at the moment. Saturday's at home. Um, the, for him, the Saturday at home, the pie mash he's having is his highlight. It says it all, says Ed. I think that's a real problem. It was just so boring, listeners. It was so dull. It was so dreary to watch the um, the feed that I got. The, the stream collapsed on me at one point. I think iFollow are on to me. And they threw me out. And I was really debating whether I should try and get back in again. It's like being thrown out of a pub. Sometimes you have to weigh up whether you really want to go back into that pub again. Um, I did. I'm not sure it was the right move for me. Uh, JP. JP says he is beyond caring about this season. Shit squad. Shit tactics. And we're going in one direction only. And that's towards the bottom. Fulham, says JP, will totally embarrass us. We do have that. Away fixture at Craven Cottage looming up soon. On is it eighth of Feb? Midweek fixture, I think. Um, I must admit, we, as I said with Graham earlier on, I'm going to repeat myself at the risk of repeating myself. I do um, make the point that if Gary Rowe is anything, he's meant to be a defensive-minded manager, and our defence are at sixes and sevens at the moment. We concede easy goals. And that's going to take you, as JP says rightly, one way, and that's downwards. Stephen Jones says we're also waiting for this so-called in inverted commas, a busy transfer window still. one loan signing with a week and a half left is not good enough, says Stephen. We are so far behind in terms of transfers it's embarrassing. I don't expect mega bids, but what we do offer for players is a joke. Um, um, Doug Hume away from Stockholm, that was bollocks, says Nick, he says Nick. that was bollocks, Nick. Bart made five saves, their fellow made one. Rowett won't go for the win from the start, and it means we're generally 1-0 down. Playoffs won't be a worry, um, he says. I uh, guess Bart got manned on the match with three good saves, but that was fucking boring, says says Doug, and I don't disagree with you, mate. Um, Luke Pullen, Gary Rowett is not taking this club anywhere. It's quite hard to find any pro Rowett comment online. I know it's Saturday night and we just got beat. But it's quite hard, listeners, to find much of that kind of um, positive feeling or positive vibe, whatever you want where you want to put it out there for him. Luke Puller says, Gary Rowe is not taking this club anywhere. Whilst we're not moving forward, other clubs will, and we will drift closer and closer to the relegation zone, says Luke. And finally, just to close this, Mill Analysis, living up to their name, Mill Analysis says the club needs a reset. We need to one that define how we want to play. And recruit a manager who plays that way. Two, we want to recruit players for that way. They're playing that way. Ideally, ones who have time to develop and to sell on in the future. And three, we want to reduce the average age size whilst giving young players more opportunity. I can't disagree with any of that. Millwall analysis. I'm guessing at Millwall for reasons too deep um, to to really do justice to on this Saturday night podcast. That's um, that's the that's the sixty-four thousand question isn't it as to, as to how we do that and with whom um, we're not traditionally a, a, a club that sacks very easily until it becomes forced down uh, the club's throat almost whether we'll get to that stage soon or not I don't know I hope not I still want Gary Rowett to do well but it's very hard at the moment to see the evidence of that um, and that was a very poor showing today as we've said I just want to conclude this this um speedily put together edition we have recorded it in a in a, a post match kind of um you know downbeat style um but I just want to say thank you to everyone that contributed for the uh, stone memorial plaque that we've uh, put together for Bob Hunter our first uh, longest serving manager post war 1918 to 1933 when he passed away in office um and he was also coach for the trainer as they called it then For the Mill athletic side on the island prior to the First World War, so yeah, I think about thirty-five years service for the club, longest-serving manager, um, manager of the famous nineteen twenty-seven Shefford Division Championship-winning side, and he took us as a trainer to two FA Cup semi-finals prior to the First World War. So we could um, put out a GoFundMe to get money for a plaque, which is going to be part of the our wall. you know promotion that the club have put on at the moment, part of that memorial wall, and I've placed an order this week. We managed to get five hundred pound together, and I really appreciate everyone that donated. The um, reply, the frequently frequently asked question from the the club on the on the order was, um, the stone plaque will be fitted later in twenty twenty two. So I will keep everyone posted when that plaque goes up to Bob Hunter, um, one of our great names, and he deserves to be memorialised at the Den, in my opinion. So there we are. I'm very sorry to uh, bring you a fairly downbeat show this afternoon, this evening. It was that kind of game, and the tactics were you know, were not exactly exhilarating. Um, onwards to West Bromwich Albion, which I think is next Saturday. Until then, dear listeners, I'm going to love you and I'm going to leave you. And um, I'm going to play out now with uh, a bizarre voice message sent to me on the 208 144 Whoever sent this to me, thank you. Arrivederci Mill.
2: Some were new lions.